Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you, influence, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Linda Carmine. But before I introduce my two wacky, famous coaches themselves, let me introduce the one and only Tamara Blankenship. She's going to be here in the studio, well, kind of with us, but virtually. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about how to get yourself unstuck in 2020. Tamara's a communication and relationship specialist dealing with people both personal and on a business level. And we are excited to have her here once again. She is part of the Extraordinary Being community and she is just an amazing person that we love speaking to. She always brings such insight and inspiration to us. But before we get into Tamara, let me introduce the one and only Christopher Shiver. Christopher, how are you? Hi everyone, this is Christopher Shiver and today we do have the amazing Tamara Blankenship on and I just want to leave this real quick shout out about her. Um, the first time I met her in person, I actually got to, um, how do I put it? You know when you meet somebody, when they just have that energy where you just know that they can't, they can't be screwed with. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> they, they know all the tricks. They've seen everything. And, 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 and the reason why I say that is because the second time I met her, I was walking out of her house out of an amazing interview and she asked me a very specific question and she said, the people you're working for, are they working for you? Do they care about you? Are they, are they actually giving you what you're giving them? And that had to make me think for a second, like a real second about my own self-worth and my own sense of self-respect when it came to business. So I just want to thank Tamara for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Honored. <laughs> thank you. That's amazing, Krista, how she has inspired you and influenced you. Now let's move over to the one and only Fred Martinez. Hola, what's up? Look here, Fred, always <laughs> laid back somewhere. How is the performance coach doing tonight? I'm on the beach, man. I'm on the beach. Just, li <laughs> just living the life, man. I love it. You always have that clear mindset. You always focused on making things happen. So that's amazing, Fred. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, well, let's just get into it because we want to know how to get unstuck. I know a lot of people are feeling stress and lack of motivation and just don't know where they are. So, Tamara, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. It's been a very, very busy, what day is it? Monday? Crazy. Monday. <laughs> Monday already. It's now, a good we sign when you lose what track of what day it is, you know? <laughs> That's right, especially when you just started the week. Yes. <laughs> now, Shouldn't it be talking. Thursday already? It could be. It could very well be. Definitely. Right. Definitely. We were talking earlier before the show that you're getting a lot of feedback from yes. people that you're working with that a lot of individuals are feeling unmotivated, they're feeling stuck, they're feeling stressed. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, it doesn't really matter whether you're working from home or if you're a student working from home, if you're now having to deal with online schooling um, or even trying to go into dorms. I've got a lot of uh, clients that are actually transitioning into trying to get back into the dorms or get back into the work life and they're feeling the anxiety of that transition. Um, and it's it can be very intense. First of all, it was very intense to go through this whole COVID experience. And I think I've talked to you guys about this before. I don't just see it as a one incident. I see it as a plethora of things that are going on, a rebirth sure. moment. So I see 2020 as a 
not a bad thing. I know a lot of us think of 2020 as like, we just like to bury and go away and move on to 2021. <laughs> but I don't see it that way. I see it as a purging period. Um, and like when we go through big transitions, like a, a rebirth or any of these kinds of processes, it can be uncomfortable. And, you know, we get so invested as humans to anticipate what's coming. We've been taught through school to prepare for, you know, change or to be, you know, to strategize on worst case scenario, which can happen, you know, it's a good thing. It's not mm -hmm. a bad thing. I'm not bashing it, but sure. it can also get us stuck in this belief that we need to control the future and creates a lot more pain and resistance for us. Mm -hmm. So when we get focused on that goal, we create a lot of pain, right? Because we're not present. We're always focusing on the future or we're looking back and saying, I should have, could have, would us and getting stuck in the past stories and not being productive or proactive on the feelings. So when you're in that stuck, if you're experiencing that same behavior where you're feeling that lethargic, exhausted feeling about transition, or you're feeling lethargic because you really may not even know, you may not even understand why you're experiencing it. There's a whole nother reason why that may be going on, but there's a lot of uncertainty and I always feel, especially with my clients, I always suggest go back into a happy feeling, not mm -hmm. bypass, but reaccess a joyful moment so you can stay in joy. So going back to a memory of maybe a rebirth of a child or a birthday party or a celebration, tapping into that sensation of joy and really remembering that feeling so that you can carry that forward with you. Sometimes it helps. It gives us a better sure. sense of, you know, removing ourselves from the current state like fred i love how he's at the beach <laughs> you know just being in a state of joy can shift some of the lethargic energy and the feeling exhausted you know and and there are we really don't know anything we don't really know what's going to happen even tomorrow so this belief that we are stuck in thinking that we can prepare for something kind of gives us a false sense of clarity. And a lot of times, like what we're dealing with right now, we have no idea where we're going. We really don't. As a community around the world, we're all kind of navigating this uncertainty as one big community. And I think that's the point, is we should be pausing and breathing and collaborating to help us come to a better understanding instead of these conditions and these masks or the programs that we've been living under for so long. So that's my take on it. You know, if you're feeling exhausted, try to tap into a sense of joy so they can use that energy to shift forward again. Yeah, yeah what you, I, said, you said a lot of amazing things in, in what you just said there. And what's really resonating with me right now is this is, like you said, a rebirth. And we've had this conversation before with other people on the show. And then really it is, it is an awakening for people to really see where, you know, more probably blind spots that they haven't really noticed before that are affecting their lives. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of people realizing, hey, maybe I should have started saving, you know? <laughs> you know? Now's the time to realize that, right? <laughs> that, well, I mean, it's, learn. It's, you're aware of it now. Now it's time to, you know, put money into your 401k plan or, you know, put money into a jar or start saving a little bit more than you have before. Reevaluate, you know? for sure. You know, and, and just also, you know, looking at your relationship. You know, I've already, I heard on the radio today that the divorce rate up is, is up to 57% now. Oh, God. Domestic violence is up 75%. That as well. And also, and I also believe child abuse is abuse as well. Yeah. So oh, all that has increased. And now, now this is giving you more awareness. Should I be in this relationship or the things I need to start reflecting on myself? 
Or how about how are you communicating in your relationship? Because really the opportunity is not to run from your relationship because it's a gorgeous mirror sometimes. Exactly. So are you owning your space? <laughs> that That is absolutely correct. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to communicate effectively. Well, never, people have never been together this long in one area alone for this long before. There's always been other distractions. <laughs> yes. And they're finding distractions even now, trust me. Oh my God! <laughs> Human nature is so defined by its distractions. Really, we, you know, drinking, not drinking, overeating. Sure. You know, there's a lot of, still a lot of distraction going on. But, you know, the discomfort is the opportunity and people aren't realizing the discomfort is that opportunity. They're running from it. So a that's of, not really providing any clarity. It's creating a lot of resistance. A, lo a lot so, of people, a lot of people are, are um, mm. Uh, how can I say this? They're, they're, um, they, they, they don't want to be alone. And because of them not wanting to be alone, it's causing like it's exactly what you're saying. It's that resistance or people are saying, I want this. And when you cause a thing of saying, I want, it is basically you're putting out that energy of lack. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to go back and focus on something that brings you joy because that is pulling forth that energy because we do we pull in more not what we're saying as much as the feeling of what we're saying so like you said that is a statement of feeling lack it's not you know we really want to be careful when we talk about the words we say internally it's okay to say i'm alone and i don't want to be alone it's i desire to have a meaningful relationship and i'm yep. open to whatever that looks like that's the shift it's not <laughs> I don't, I got to tell myself, I don't want to be alone. No, that's not going to work. Cause you're not going to be able to lie to yourself, that's right. <laughs> but embracing that <laughs> and celebrating that and really understanding the value. Why are you alone? Are you leaving your house? Mm. Maybe you're afraid to go outside because you don't want to get COVID. You know, I totally yeah. get that. You know, I, you're, I was telling someone the other day on an interview is so funny. I said, you know, I've gotten to the place where I've actually dressed up to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I don't have those moments anymore where you can, Go out and play and so i have to create them and even in the simplest of experiences you know not wearing any ball gowns or anything crazy to the grocery yeah. store but still just even being more intentional of how i'm showing up mm -hmm. and making sure i have a smile on my face making sure i feel expansive before i go out there and you know if there's a pattern of resistance within me it's the opportunity to recognize and hear myself being mirrored back and know what is it what's that story about give it a voice give it clarity I, I here's one here's one thing that most people are unaware of the body language that we're putting out because oh. we got this mask that's covering your face but you can smile from your eyes yes. well and yes also the masks people are i don't know if you're experiencing this guys but i definitely think it's around here is they are wearing the mask and then thinking it's a layer of protection for socialization they're not even aware of each other's bubbles you know they're just kind of bumping into each other and not you know there the other day i was driving down the street and this person wearing a mask just walking down the center of the aisle not paying attention to cars driving either way literally just it's just this numbness going on with that and it's really hard i mean a lot of people are not embracing um an understanding around the masks it's, it's a gift to be in an honor to do something that can help others feel safe it's it really should be about that i think it's and celebrating true. that it is. Yeah, it should be celebrated because I was trying to explain to a lot of people the other day. They were really frustrated with all the distancing and all that kind of stuff. And I said to them, like, you know, like Victorian etiquette, how like strict it is and how like it expects you to have all this distance and all these rules. Victorian etiquette was made during the times of pandemics. Like 
Like it, a lot of this stuff has purpose and reason. And so many people just are, it's so easy for people just to, just to justify or think that it's for some negative reason. This person's doing this because they want to oppress me or they want to put me down. And it's just like, guys, like, please show me any human being that's ever been like accused guilty of something and they and they didn't have well, some way of justifying that they were doing it for a good reason. When Nobody you also think about it, for bad reasons. When you think about it, how long are you really wearing the mask? I mean, it's exactly. really up to you how long you're outside. If you're, you know, in a rounded community, you don't have to wear a mask all day long. Now, granted, people are working and there are people who are working at the grocery store and they do have to wear it for eight hours and bless their heart. That's, that is exhausting, you know, mm -hmm. to, to rebreathe your own breath and to feel that suffocation. It is a, it is a true sense of anxiety and I deal a lot with anxiety. So I understand the programming, but just to recognize, you know, the general, most of us, we pretty much do have a lot of freedom still. You know, and that distancing, um, you know, as I travel all over the world, I recognize, you know, there are a lot of people are doing it differently. You know, some some states and some countries are saying, as long as you're six feet apart, it's okay. You don't need the mask. But, you know, it really should be celebrated as more of a, a res I respect you enough to do something to keep you safe so you feel, you feel like I honor you. And it's mm -hmm. such a great way to like celebrate that resistance. And if it's causing some internal story about your rights and your freedoms Ooh. think about it are you are you at the right oh if you think of a smoker you know they smoke and other people have to smell that smoke are you taking away their rights you know like <laughs> it's really important to be mindful about how you're showing up and transcending somebody else's stepping into somebody else's freedom by trying to express your own and it's really important to understand that i think it, there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask do i enjoy it no i'll tell you guys i totally I miss being able to see people's expressions on their face. I miss being able to connect with people. They are very avoidant. It's very difficult to have conversations with people or make jokes. They're, they're fearful, you know? So I get the anxiety about it and the feeling of disconnection. But if you constantly are walking around with your smile on your face and acting a little goofy once in a while, people will start laughing again. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, I, we spoke earlier about state changing your state. And I think this is a good example here, even wearing the mask, you know, changing your state when you're going out, you know, your perspective, the way you, you believe it. <clears throat> Can you talk a little bit more about how that works? And then Chris, if you want to jump in on this too, because you know a lot about state as well, you know, talking a little bit more about how somebody can go out and just change their, their state so they can leave the house with a better outlook, be more positive. You guys may be too young to remember this commercial. I'm really expressing my age now. But back in the day, there was a commercial where someone would smile and that would send some good energy in a direction to the next person and they would do something nice for someone else and it would just kind of chain off yes. from one nice deed. We still have that. We still have to be accountable to that. So when you leave the house with a grumpy mood, guess what you're spilling over into everyone else's world? Your grumpy mood. You may be driving behind your car, honking at people and think you're in your safe little bubble. The truth is you really aren't, we're all connected. So if you're in a story and you're in a funk and you're having a hard time shifting, recognize that you're keeping yourself in that loop of that belief system over and over again by every single person you bump into to validate that statement back to yourself. So when you are walking around, you are literally, if you're feeling unhappy or insecure, guess what? You're gonna be reminded how insecure you are until you decide to change that belief, right? So really <laughs> yes. owning your individual space, right, Chris? Just getting a chance to really own that space and do something different. <laughs> so if you're feeling negative and you're feeling un, you know, I hate to say it, unsafe, 
you might just have to fake it till you make it, you know, just really play with it. Worst case scenario doesn't work. You know, worst case you do something, you go out there and you're smiling at people and your energy exceeds your faking it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes. At least you're trying because <laughs> mm -hmm. it can happen. I've, you know, I've done it. You know, I've been in a really sour mood because something didn't go right. And I'll be like, wow, I'm really attached to the outcome of this. This is not the point. The experience was the point to help me build my range. So you have to have those bad, rotten, miserable experiences to really connect to the joyful ones. Because if you don't have the contrast, you don't value what is good for you, what serves you. And go back into that belief of nothing's right, wrong, good, or bad. It either serves you or doesn't. And it's not selfish. I know it sounds very selfish, but that's not. It's you are naturally drawn to things you're attracted to, things mm -hmm. that are familiar, and things that support you. So why not have a true belief system embedded with that and recognizing this serves me, makes me feel good, makes me feel like I'm useful or purposeful with my life, or it doesn't. It's that simple. Oh, it, it, I love that. And so I actually have a question, and this is something from, a, from a, one of my clients. Um, so what would you suggest to somebody who um, they're only starting to catch themselves in these negative states, but only kind of like a little hour or two hours after that they've already been in it? I say, thank God. <laughs> it takes time to become aware of our, our programming. And without awareness, we don't have, we have no realization. Those are moments when you're waking up. There are moments where you're asleep and there are moments where you're awake. And you only know those moments that you've fallen asleep when you wake up. So if you really think about it, you've ever go to sleep at night and you don't remember when you exactly fell asleep, but you remember what time you woke up in the morning. You can say I fell asleep around nine or 10 o'clock, you know, but that is really, you don't know when your body finally drifts into that deep unconscious state. That's why it is unconscious. You're not mindfully aware, but when you come back out of it, you're really aware. The transition is very clear. So when somebody is recognizing it in hindsight, the practice is to be more mindful throughout their life. So the awareness is great. They know it, they feel it, but the opportunity lies in the fact that we have to feel sooner. So practice mm -hmm. the emotion of feeling. What are you feeling mm -hmm. now? What are you feeling now? What are you feeling now? You know, where are you tracking? Because tracking is the hardest thing for humans to do. I don't know why people stumble upon this so much because, well, actually I do know, they're so distracted. So everything else you're focusing on is a distraction. You know, like everything else outside of, I said that backwards, let me, let me rewind that. <laughs> everything that is, everything in your environment is a distraction except for what you're focusing on. So if you remember that if everything feels overwhelming, it's because you're overly distracted. You just have to pick one thing. And it doesn't even matter what you pick. Just pick one thing. I want to be happy or I want to feel, you know, connected to myself. So you do breathing exercise. It doesn't really matter what you pick because anything will bring you into presence. You just have to pick one thing. And and and, and just uh, you, you said something very interesting and I just have to pick your brain on this. So, OK, uh, <laughs> Tamara, like so this whole this whole year, right, it, it's caused a lot of trauma. Um, well, actually, I don't want to say trauma, but it's definitely digging experience. up. Yes, experience. <laughs> and it's really digging up a lot of stuff. And I love what you said there. It's about, you know, feeling your emotions, actually, like, getting awareness of that. And I feel like right now, and it's not really this year, but I feel like this year has definitely exacerbated to the next level. I'm starting to see men become more and more emotional, especially mm -hmm. this year. This is their time. Yeah. Right. Okay. For, I would for love a long to hear time, women have always had access to that, right? So mm -hmm. 
this is really that we are moving into heart dimension. So we've been in the heavy dimension for a long time. And that's why there's so much death. That's why there's so much contrast. I mean, we're talking 2020 is a true death of a belief system, like mm. huge. We're purging faulty programming, faulty government, faulty money stances, we're faulty communication styles, you know, faulty health belief systems. We're doing everything all in one year. It's going to be painful. So what you're talking about is exactly right. Over time, these things had to change. Men are feeling their emotions and some are feeling like they're giving up their man card. And I got to tell you, there's no way that this is happening, but it's, but I understand the belief system. So when you get in these senses and you're getting a chance to actually feel your feelings, it, you're looking for validation when you express them. Mm. A lot of us, you know, a lot of women don't understand that. They're more like, yeah, duh, because we've been doing it forever. You know, we don't understand <laughs> how to be empathetic. Right. They're like, what? I'm used to me. But, <laughs> right. Well, here's the crazy thing. Women are becoming more masculine. Yes. We're having to do it all. We're having to wear it all. We're having to push harder. We're having to... <laughs> A lot of us women, not to bash on men, but we have to take care of the kids, cook the dinner, do the dishes, have a full-time job, advance in a career, be the superwoman. And men are doing the same thing. So I'm not saying only women, but it's very new to us to be so invested in a mental state, the headiness of it. Mm -hmm. So we are very much going the opposite direction of the men. So we're having this really intensity. I, I love these questions that I get from men because it's almost like I've been working with women for so long. and. He never hears me. I, I talk to him. I share and nothing happens. Now I've got the men saying that same thing to me. And it kind of makes me giggle because I'm like, what just happened? Like, did somebody just switch the scripts on people? It's just totally going the other direction, which how cool is that? That's like a huge mm -hmm. empathy polarity. Like we're going from one belief, you know, he now wants me to talk about my feelings. I'm like, back then men were like, you want, you know, he won't talk to me about his feelings. Now she's like, she wants me to, you know, he wants me to talk about my feelings. What's he doing? Like, it's crazy. But if we really could write this out on a script, it would be a great comedy. I swear people don't realize how comical it is. It's just, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be owning our feelings. That's what the human experience is for. We're here to feel our exposure, our emotional range, not be numb, not, yes. not talk about it, not, not share, you know, not, not, I guess I'm saying not, not a lot. Yeah, not, not. So anyway, just give me a chance. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> So it's always getting that chance to evolve into the next level of yourself, the new understanding of your emotional uh, empathy, mm -hmm. your emotional range. We are literally building the EQ right now, not the IQ, the EQ. And we're moving into SQ, which is EQ is emotional equivalency and SQ is spiritual equivalency. So we're really starting to bridge across to have a well-rounded life. That's what our hearts are all about, connection, building mm -hmm. relationships, expanding our ability to trust and be safe with each other it takes time. So you're yeah. absolutely right. I love that you're working with men on this. I know a lot of you are, you know, I know both there are two of you are focused specifically on men, right? Fred, mm -hmm. you're focusing on that as well. Building that more of that right. tribal behavior. So I think what has been really the biggest, the biggest shame, I think that, you know, I don't even know if shame is the right word. Yeah. The, the wrong, the, the biggest, our society has really created a behavior that is never served and that is letting not letting men continue their tribal behavior ah. I mean, back in the day it was all about bowling clubs Ooh. the moose clubs you know the they had so many of them my grandfather used to be a part of like even the there's just so many like the dinner club or diner club or something like that it's a shame these are our tribal behaviors that we have betrayed and it's women don't do it as much either so we're not we're not better i'm just saying it's really sad that we've either 
checked out, you know, those emotional spaces where men used to share their emotions were exactly in those places. Now they totally did it different, mm -hmm. but they actually got to, you know, goof off about their bad day. That's just as much of an expression as being vulnerable about, about your feelings. You know, getting a chance to express is the point, to be seen by like minds. So it's not, it really didn't matter how it was done. Now, I do think this is more healthy personally, just because I feel like you're getting to track your emotions. You know, a lot of men back then, you know, would do it around alcohol or celebration, which is important, but that, that's why I love Fred with you talking about doing more of a collaborative community. I think it's going to be profound. So very cool. Uh, that's it, awesome. when you're when you're talking about the men like men's groups what what happens is when uh, i was an I'm, I'm, i've been an athlete for over 40 plus years and when you have the locker room you have that or when you're in the weight room when you were you have it's a collaboration it's a team environment it's yes. a it's a different type of mindset it's a mindset that the military have a military mindset where uh we call brothers and sisters so we will die for you. We will protect you. We will do things for you. When you look at the corporate world, the corporate world is you don't call your colleagues brothers and sisters. You call them colleagues. It's a different mm -hmm. frame of mind. Now, and just it doesn't imagine. have to be just men. Like to say mm -hmm. what to say what yeah. to add to what you're saying. I'm not even an advocate of just being a men's group. I think we miss tribe. We need tribe. It could be over an issue. I think that's why. Uh, AA is so successful. It's right. really tribal behavior, bonding exactly. over, I mean, it, it's a trying experience, mm -hmm. a very intense journey, which makes it easier for them to bond around that. But the, why Why don't we do more of that? Like, it doesn't have to be around always around something that is so mm -hmm. deeply hard to overcome. It could be something as simple as, I don't know, a stamp club. I know it sounds weird, but anyway, just something, you know, to create that bond. It's just so interesting. Motorcyclists do it still. They have a huge club. Right, exactly. That's still going on strong. Yes. And well, well, the still big the beer thing is clubs, the beard clubs, you know, those are still there. You go. go. I'm trying to get it. it in. It's common. It's common beliefs and common values. That's all you need. That is the exactly. foundation. Mm -hmm. That's it. Those two things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will well, actually I... remember military school as being the time where I actually had the most camaraderie com support from people that I never yes. expected. I get that. Yeah. I do feel like, um, I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I do feel like what has happened even in business America, it it's kind of sad because it should be that same energy, but it doesn't have that same vibe. It's more, um, you know, salesy or more yes. what's in it for me attitude. And I exactly. would love to see a community. I've, I was always trying to form for the longest time. I think Fred, you know this. I think you all three know this because I think I've all three invited you to this is an opportunity to build a few a true family around business supporting each other to be successful you know, call them masterminds you can call them anything you want but it turned into this you know i don't know some of the masterminds turned into this really weird space and so it's just it's really sad to me because we have we have clarity on the intention but then we somehow mean to skew it i mean religion kind of did the same thing too you know it ended up being kind of a you know, I'm very religious, don't get me wrong, but it's, um, it, it can get very diluted, the value of it, and it can miss the mark because of that. So it's so important to really acknowledge intention behind groups and really have a, mm -hmm. a, a theme or an idea, a concept and stick to it and not let it get diluted. Yeah, um, it, it definitely that. I don't see many businesses with mission statements anymore. 
You know, they it, don't. Um, I, I, I mean, you guys can all speak to this. I, I think what's happened is people have gotten so motivated in more of a panic position, like getting numbers, getting sales, getting, I think people are more about trying to formulate a following mm -hmm. than they are being full of integrity. So, and that's just my opinion. It's not, you know, not a shaming of anybody, but I do feel like we got distracted. It should always be of service. And the mission statement is supposed to talk about how you serve, so people can find a bond with you. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have gotten more into how to find their their community that they they need to have, you know, their avatar. They're always targeting their avatar. And so I think we've kind of messed up our sales concepts because it's very difficult if you're always hunting, mm -hmm. you're never really enjoying. You know, mm -hmm. if you're in that hunting mentality, you're not forming a community when you're hunting. So I think that's probably why I pretty much have veered off completely. I think you guys have noticed I don't do a lot of social media anymore. Right. Still have a following, hasn't changed at all. I post in my groups, but as far as trying to promote, I'll, I'll do a live once in a while to say, hey, what's going on? Love to have you guys participate. But it's usually for an opportunity to be a part of the community more so than, you know, um, buy now or join and do this. because. I don't know. I feel like we have to build trust before you're even interested in investing time with me, let alone money. And most so of the time, and most of the time, when you look at social me social media, social media has changed dramatically oh, yeah. right now. It's all about like, look at me. This is my values. This is what mm -hmm. I'm. This is what I believe in. Especially right now, as this going towards election year, it's like, oh gosh, I don't want to see any of this type of stuff. I, and it get yeah. and it gets and it, it looking at it as. Like I, when I communicate with people, it's like I, I'm seeing things on social media. And what I decided to do was I am going to go ahead and comment on social media, but I'm commenting on what they are doing and the energy that they're bringing. Um, something about love, something so bringing up something of love and joy to what they're doing. And then I look at it as if there's things that are out there that I kind of feel like they're in this other world. It's a thing of like, okay, maybe I, 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 I ignore that. So I don't see that because I look at it about positive energy. I'm bringing in the positive energy within your, in your life. And when, when we were talking about at the beginning about like your, your day, if you're in a bad mood, the one thing I've noticed is that when you are in motion within your life, like early in the morning, they're talking about winning your day, you be in motion what ends up happening is that sets your day. It's a primer for your day that you're going to be excited because when you, if you are in motion, you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be angry. There's something about the blood flow running through your body. It's the energy that's flowing through your body and through your cells that makes you feel happy and feel excited to be alive. Yeah, it's very important to be an involved, involved, not evolved, involved being. If you're sitting back waiting for life, life to bring you information, you're never going to find it. So you have to be an active participant in your life. So you're absolutely right. Being in motion, you know, helps you ward off depression, anxiety. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of mental illness that the minute you get into motion, like exercise of any kind, it could be just a simple walk. It doesn't have to be complicated. And just really getting out and listening to the birds or listening to, you know, the water if you live near the ocean or the rustling of the leaves and the trees if you're in the woods it doesn't really matter it's going back and going in and being with it in the movement of things so yeah you're absolutely right best way to ward off depression
No, and I love that. The, I love that that you know, people need to really start reflecting on themselves. You know, take action, but also reflect on what's going on and where you're at, and how you can make things better. How you can serve people better in in a way that can make a larger impact. Can I ask you guys a question? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll share mine too, just just so I, I'm not putting you guys in a corner. Yeah. What do you guys do to recalibrate to a sense of center? God. So I, I'll answer this one right now. You know what I do? I call my best friend Matt up. Nice. He's known me since military school. That's where we met. So he knows me better than anybody else. He knows my insecurities. He knows we, we used to do masterminds together every Sunday for five years. We did have a five-year goal Excel sheet and everything. Love it. It was super detailed, super into it. We were so focused. If I wake up in the morning and I know I feel like crap, where and I'm gonna be crap. It's like I'm crapping on myself. It's like the the mental self talk already started because that's usually what gets me in a bad mood. That's usually what gets me off balance is me just not believing in myself. I'll call him up mm-hmm. and just tell him straight up, hey. Um, I can't do this or I can't do that. I'm feeling like this or I'm feeling like that. And he's going to be like, is this the same Christopher Shiver? You know, and, he, and immediately what he'll do, he'll just challenge my beliefs for me. And, and so it's for me, it's always great that I have my friend there to always call upon. But at the same time, too, like if I don't have that, the option for me is always meditation. Love it. OK, so yours is reach out to a friend and meditation. Fred, do you want to go next? Um, mine is going inward more. And what that means is that, uh, I am in this journey because I'm self-isolated. I see my family only on Sundays, uh, just because I have, uh, family members who are at higher risk. So I choose to, uh, look, uh, looking at my family as they're, they're important to me. And I choose to, when I go out, um, let's see, I go to, I go to the, my, my gr- parking lot gym. And then I, I broke the bubble yesterday by me going out for a, for a walk. And I, and I went for like a walk around the, the, the neighborhood and just looking at the houses, able just to like see things differently and, and, and look at the, the murals that are painted. And then uh, just commenting on things like somebody had a sock that was like there on the ground. So I took a picture of it and I was like, somebody lost their sock puppet. And just being able to be, being able to uh, see things in a different light and appreciate it. And, you know, the way I look at it as saying, we're only here in this moment and we only have a finite amount of time. Everybody looks at this time that we have is going to be so long. I look at it as, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but all I have is today. And I appreciate the day. And, and then the process too, is I'm doing this book that I'm writing and it's 365 days. And every day I'm looking at things like they're a guide on things that I'm learning that I'm putting in within the book. And it might be like uh, top 10 things or something like that or, or, or five steps, three steps or whatever it might be. I'm doing that to kind of help myself to get a little bit more grounded because I'm focusing on what can I do to serve people. That is the main thing that, that's helping me because there's times I feel like I feel alone but I realized that it's the connection that I'm learning these things and I'm growing through it. So then I can go ahead and ex- to go through that experience so I can give it to other people by me uh, able to recognize like what, what are other people going through at the same time and how can I be of service and what do they want out of life? I love it. Susan, yours is going in more than 
Lenny, what about you? Sure. What, what I love to do is I love reading my I am statements. Whether I'm feeling stressed, you know, I need to realign myself. I just go through my I am statements. I have like 20, 30 of them. And I just go through that. I read them, you know, four or five times just until I get a sense of relief, until I start to feel relaxed, get, get realigned to who I am and realize the type of person that I am and what I'm up to. And that helps me a great deal. And then I also do gratitude statements, you know, what I'm grateful for, you know, and then, you know, look at back at that and the things I've done. So those are the things I like to do to really get myself at a, at a reduce the anxiety level and get myself back grounded again. So I can stay focused and, and do what I want to do in life. Right. I love that. So I'll share real quickly. Um, my day every day is almost like Groundhog Day. It's almost the same every day. Get up, deal with client, you know, negotiating or not negotiating, but helping clients negotiate their life. So um, anything from a death of a child to divorce to internal struggles, losing a job, working with big corporations and how to navigate a whole team. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of, I mean, communication coverage is about everything, right? Sure. So, and even internal struggles, like I want to kill myself, suicidal talk, you know, all those things. So as a supporter of people, we do, we take on a lot. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yes. yes. All day long, we kind of get pelted. Mm -hmm. And uh, in order to stay safe, and this is true for everyone, because even if you listen to others and support them as a friend, it doesn't really matter. You're still right. doing a very important job of holding space for someone else. They're navigating their life. So what I have found to be my golden key of connection is to go out in nature. So every single Friday I go out and hike for at least four to five hours a day. And wow. I literally spend the day, it's literally a moving meditation. So I'll go to Christopher Creek and hike in the woods and, and play in the, in the water and just really dive in, or it could be in the desert, go on Camelback, it doesn't really matter. So just really investing in a self-care practice, I think is so important. And mm -hmm. I unfortunately cannot do it every day. So I do journal every morning to make sure I do my brain dumping, as you guys have known, I've told uh, you many yes, times right. about yeah. my brain dumping. <laughs> and getting a chance just kind of unload some of the things before I go into a client session so that I'm not bringing baggage, mm -hmm. my stuff, into the relationship. So it's always important to be intentional before you go into a session or, or even go meet with a friend. You don't want to bring your baggage with you. So it's very important to be mindful of that. So, you know how do I say, I was in a good mood until I sat with da 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 da. I've seen that It's before. so funny. Right. It's so funny because nobody ever calls me to say, hey, Tamara, you wouldn't believe the coolest thing happened. Blah, blah, blah. So it's, oh my gosh, I'm at the end of my life, you know? <laughs> so, and that's the job and the career I picked. So it's not like I don't look forward to those um, opportunities to support someone to navigate those things, but you start to realize you're not really hearing a lot of positive, upbeat things all the time. You're actually being told the darkness of life. Of life. So really that intention, if you can imagine, the polarity that you have to have to be able to not invest in the story of darkness and and really be mindful um and that's why i love when we're all talking about this whole COVID thing and you know 2020 it really is um we're doing it together so it's not really an i thing and it really is a we thing and if you really invest in supporting the we you will do your work so that the we can move up in vibration and not be stuck so it really is about owning and claiming and you know embracing where life is versus forcing it to be different because that force causes the friction and causes the repetitive patterns 
and continues the cycle of being broken. So that's, you know, if, if you guys are, if any of you listening are struggling with, you know, feeling release of, of, of pressures and anxiety or depression, movement is key. Movement is so important. Movement that provides going in is so much more important. And what I mean is self-reflection in movement. It's huge. And getting a chance to journal it out, write it out, get it out of your head and allow the space to help and, and create that expansive stuff for you. That's my two tips. <laughs> I, I always learn that uh, from uh, that when you're in your head and you overanalyze everything, when you're in your head, you're dead. You're in your head, you're dead? You're dead in traction. You're not moving that, that, very far. That, that's a military military saying, man. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I heard it the first time my freshman year of high school. They taught me that. It's like if you're thinking in your head and you're at the shooting range, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> you should be present in the moment, especially at the shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty conscious moment. you got to be very present in those times. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like it's really important for people to understand that they have the choice to be unconscious or to be conscious. I don't think I people don't, realize that. No, they don't. They don't. I think like 99% <laughs> of this planet gets like doesn't get that. Like they just like, get sucked just... into that. They get sucked into the story mm -hmm. and the story is there to bring your emotions. The story isn't the important part, the emotion wise. So right. if you can really um, understand that the experience happened to gift you something. And uh, it could be even unconsciousness. It could be as simple as gifting you the polarity of something you want so you know how to follow what you do want. Mm -hmm. And the minute you start becoming more mindful of that, it does become easier. Does. Well, everybody, well, everybody wants to have a meaning behind every story that's out there. They want to know, they want to know the answers. They want to know the why that they're in pain. They don't want to own, own the fact that they're in pain because of their own actions. Sure. So the accountability parts, unfortunately, a little skewed, you know, why, yeah. why did he leave me? Well, uh, you know, how much, of, how much are you willing to own? You know, that's right. Cause whatever you don't finish in that understanding, you get to do with the next person. So it's best to do it with, that moment while you have it versus keep on recreating the same story pain and keep on experiencing it over and over again until you decide to let go of it. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. and, and which is very hard really for key. us, you know? And that's well, it's the ego. Thing. It's well, the it's, ego. It is the ego. It's the fight to be right, seen, or heard. In people, right. so there's three stances, right? The fight, flight, or freeze, which is the amygdala, all there to protect you, to protect you. So the ego is not wrong. But if we get invested in what we think is right, that's where the ego becomes Ugh. egotistical. Right. right. So ego it's not bad. the ego that's at fault. It's your attachment to where the ego's trying to, where you think the ego's trying to interpret you. So it's, or turn you. It's your interpretation of the information. Mm. Yes, yes, definitely. I love so that because that responsibility is back on you. It's always, yeah, it's always ownership on what, what do you make up about a situation and where the story carries you is either a, a truth that it becomes an invested belief, a truth that you believe is true based on your perception, but it's not really what really happened. It's only one perception. That's why when you go to a car wreck, you know, you're in a car wreck and everyone has a different story. Mm -hmm. Or I say all the time, if you know, they, that's why police will take so many um, witnesses is because somewhere in the middle, maybe one third of the information they got is close enough where they can get an understanding of what the criminal looked like, you know, 
it's really because we all have our different perceptions of what is bad and exactly. what is good and what is yeah. right and what is wrong. And so we filter that through our perspective. So when somebody comes by us, you know, you know, if you're, if you're one behavior, you think one thing. And if you're one, another behavior, you think another. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. We all have beautiful perspective, but it's the attachments to the perspective you carry that creates the pain. And so it's also, really... also, I want to I want to say about the, the your perception is also the state that you're in too. If you're in this beautiful state, and this uh, that you're going to see things differently. But if you're in this anger and this darkness, you're going to see things. You're going that's all you're going to see is the anger and darkness. Why people have a hard time tracking their state is because they're usually distracted by the facts thinking the facts brought them the state of their emotion yeah so it's not that's not the truth what what's really happening is you made an impulse belief on a situation and now you have to prove it to be right so that you can stay attached to your beliefs <laughs> that's right oh, yeah I, I love humans god they're amazing it's, it's a good thing. It's really a good thing because we all need to have our individuality and our independent opinions, but it's the softness that expands life. It's the resistance that contracts it. Mm -hmm. So if you're open to trying to understand somebody else's perspective and allow them to hold that perspective, not try to sway them, not to convince them differently, mm -hmm. but have compassion and empathy for their perspective, usually a bond is created. But the minute we try to fight and tell someone, well, that's not what really happened, or, you know, I don't know where you're coming from, so therefore you're wrong, uh, you know, we create a things like Black Lives Matter. The resistance is there because there needs to be an awakening around the way we communicate and the way we behave in society that blocks others from feeling safe in a very, we are all equal. We are all have the same rights and educate yes. the ones who need these tools, like, you know, they need support. That's all there is to it. So let's belly up and support them. Let's put the issues aside and help them feel safe because that's our job. That's everyone's job. And you really, you hit on the, the major issue right then and there when you said it's an issue of how we're communicating with each other. And then right. the people are they're receiving exactly. the communication where it's not correct. It can be easily taken as an attack. And Absolutely. Speaking as somebody who's brown in America, yes, that is the issue because every time something comes up that's biased, right? Because I've maybe dealt with one racist incident in my life because people don't know what the word racist means. It usually means your life is a threat like or a system is actually making your life worse, right? But when it's prejudice, when somebody just says something or makes a comment or has a belief system, now you're dealing with prejudice. And when those moments come up, it's it's always the same and i've had my own family members say some pretty prejudicial stuff about brown people around me it took me a while to realize like oh my god they just don't know how to communicate right they just they're not even self-aware about this little well, thing just like i am well and that goes right back and you guys heard me talk about public mantras before a lot of us say things unconsciously because we just assume it's so because it's said so much mm -hmm. it's not necessarily based on fact so there's really no truth to it. So a lot of things we have to do on our own to research that truth yes. and really understand, is it accurate information for yourself? Don't ask your friends and family, go on, do your own work, learn, understand, ask 
people that you that are different than you. Ask people who are like you. Ask people who feel fearful about the issue you're talking about. Get the read. Get the full information. You know, politics right now is so dicey because nobody's speaking the truth. And no offense, I don't really think either party's really on the <laughs> yes! up and up. Yes. Because they're they're all in one stance or of another. It's not wrong. They're just in a different stance of the other. So the polarity's there. I don't know if you can ever really, really hire a politician or employ a politician and the career politicians, there's just, there's a whole nother conversation, but you have to know the information for yourself. You have to make a educated decision based on your research. And I'll tell you, it's hard to do that research now. Everything is diluted and there's really, I mean, you could dig up dirt on anybody, anybody. Mm -hmm. You can find dirt on Mother Teresa, I'm sure. You know, oh. seriously. I can do it. I already know. I know. <laughs> so I just don't think that we can really have an un unbiased decision anymore. We have to recognize what can we live with and what can we not live with. And what does, what does our world really need right now? Do we need a man who is business smart? And maybe that works. If you believe in his business style, then we go that way. If we don't, then we shouldn't go that way. I mean, it's that common sense stuff that we're really missing. But it's, it's you know, I, what it was really breaking my heart. I actually talked to, and I kid you not, I talked to an employee yesterday, or an employee, a client who works for a big corporation. She is losing her job because she voted for Trump. Oh, is this no. not a crazy world we live in? And I am not kidding. She is being targeted <sighs> And we actually are getting her a lawyer because it's that bad. That's she, just because she made a decision four years ago, she's being chastised today by her boss. That's it's ridiculous. Okay. That is not okay. Well, well not here's, okay. the, here, here's the thing on that. It, it, did she communicate that? Because that's the thing when, when you, whatever you vote. She, she did not communicate that. He asked her who <gasps> she voted for. Wow. She didn't volunteer. She's a very sweet little old woman who would never. Get I mean, I not to be mean and not to stereotype. She is a. She's a personal assistant for a big company, and um, to the to the her boss, who's the owner of the company. So we're talking about because of COVID, his pressure is different, his behavior is different, and I'm helping her understand with empathy that. We don't always show up as our best selves, especially yeah. when we're under pressure. So try not to take it too personal, but you do mm -hmm. need to put a little boundary down about the way he's talking to you. And if yeah. you lose your job over it, you have every right to do something about that. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the crazy thing is that she, there is no justification for her losing her job because everything is done to the dot. I mean, she is just brilliant at what she does. But unfortunately, he just can't get over it. And there's... It's, wow. it's all about the mask thing. So it's, it's a big deal, you know, like, and I understand he's in pain. I understand he's getting, he's getting attacked in the public eye for his um, boundaries he's putting down. So he is unfortunately going to the people he trusts, like all people just understand this. We are all the same when this comes into play. When mm -hmm. we are threatened, we hurt the people we love the most, not, not our enemies, because we don't do that. We try to change the perception to our enemies. We try to make them see us bigger, bigger than life, but we hurt the ones we love the most because they, we think that they can take it. Oh, and the truth God. is that's where we go wrong every time. That's so true. And this is happening all over the world. 
This is all over the world right now. Unfortunately, this is not the only person I hear having this experience. And that's mm -hmm. why I love working in corporate America, because I can usually go in and negotiate better understandings in these spaces. So they can understand their behaviors and why they're doing them. Mm -hmm. But it is intense. I mean, it's very difficult for people. Um, you know, there are times, too, where people are so invested in their stance, and they don't want to know anything different or think of anything different. So they're in that mm -hmm. dead resistance state. And you just have to let them be there and say, I understand. And I wholeheartedly have compassion for your perspective. I just don't share the same perspective. That's and you right. have to have that strong conviction to know who you are and not make somebody else wrong for, for feeling the way they feel. I've, I've also noticed that people are throwing away relationships. Yeah. Uh, well, that's been going on for years. Well, because of a, a political view and from oh, yeah. what I'm saying, because I had just another excuse. That's just another excuse, though. Excuse. You've got to really own what that is. That is not fair. You're right. And I understand where you're going with it. But that is just another excuse because they fully do not want to be in a relationship. So they're looking for an out. Mm -hmm. And they're, that's a person who's not present to wanting love. They can't receive. So they're, right. they're picking. I have, a, I have another client who's exactly in that situation. They've been in a relationship for seven years. And then all of a sudden, because of this whole politics thing, they're now breaking it up. So, can't I receive. believe it. I believe it. It's, and it's unfortunate because it's, it's just a lack of presence. That's all. You just got to get present and you'll see through all this. So here, here's the thing I would like to, to find out more about is like for our listeners, how can people be more present uh, and then also being able to recognize within themselves of the direction of where they're going that right. they can be, um, that they can just realizing that these values and beliefs or whatever a person stands for that is theirs and they they can own their own stuff instead of so, forcing their uh, their opinions and beliefs on the other people so give me it real quick what do you want me to answer to you gave me a lot there so which do you want me to really answer to i i guess what i'm seeing right now is just that people are just causing fights with other people that are out there because of the the views that that people are putting out there okay mm. i got you so here's what I, my suggestion is if you feel yourself getting triggered doesn't matter what it is if you feel that in energy within you the resistance is in you mm. own the resistance that's in you don't put it outside of yourself become mm. aware of what story you're carrying with that so that you can release the tension and create a new opportunity because really, if you force your opinion on somebody else, you're just going to get more feedback that you're in resistance. So really, it's okay to have a different thought. It's okay to feel passionate about something and want to get it out there. But recognize your if you're in a passion state, look and see if you're doing it with your heart or your head. And really follow your heart. Become a mindfully aware of how you're engaging. Oh, thank you so much, Tamara. Yeah. That, was, that was wisdom right there. I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Chris, I agree. This entire show tonight has been nothing but wisdom and insight. So Tamara, really appreciate you once again being on our show. Before we let you go, how can people get a hold of you? And do you have anything coming up that they can take advantage of? Absolutely. Best way to get a hold of me is TamaraBlankenship.com. There's loads of opportunities to do like a little 20 minute uh, free session to get a chance to see what's going on for you mm -hmm. and how I could support you. And if we can work well together, the other thing is I do have a um, workshop coming up. It's called Reignite Your Passion, which more information on the website about that. Fantastic. Well, we want to thank you once again for being here. We want to thank all of our listeners and watchers. 
Uh, we at the Extraordinary Being Movement are always here to help. We want to bring you awareness, growth, and impact to your life. That's why we bring on fantastic people like Tamara to interview to get a little bit more insight and wisdom from their perspective. If you'd like to learn more about Tamara or about the Extraordinary Being Movement, head over to our website at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com. We also have our online radio station where you can get Tamara's podcast there as well, and that's ebmradiolive.com. And you can watch many of our other workshops, programs, and past podcasts at ebmtvlive.com. We have so much going on, so many websites, but always head back to our, our main site because we have everything there with just a click of a button. We want to thank everybody for this evening. Tamara, once again, thank you. Christopher thank you. Shriver, any words of wisdom before we let go? If you guys are watching this right now, stop wasting your time and look up Tamara. Hi, this is <laughs> That's <Christopher> right. <laughs> so sweet. Tom Martinez. Not only be extraordinary, be legendary, my friends. Love it. Thank you, Fred. You're always a man who loves to be legendary. Well, once again, thank you. Have a good night and God bless. Thank you.